0: what's up everybody we're back i'm tyler i'm danny and this is fried squirms we're here to get stoned and talk about horror movies and we ended up taking a longer holiday break than we were planning on so thank you for being back with us i don't know no year right right jesus hell of a way to ring in the new year i'm sure i'm gonna end up mentioning it across like all of my fucking podcasts but <laughs> We ended up having to take two weeks break instead of one that we were planning on because I got a fucking concussion. That sucks. Fuck that noise. Do you know what sucks the worst? Having all that fucking time to get caught up on all the movies and TV that I want to and having to stay away from screens.
1: Yeah, that sucks.
0: Like, if I would have had a normal week off, I wanted to come in and be like, oh, I finally watched Barbarian. Oh, I finally watched this. Oh, I finally watched that. And it's only been like... The last week I've been able to watch shit again. Ugh. And I'm probably not supposed to, but at a certain point I was like, I'm going to fucking work again. <laughs> then yeah. if that's the case, I'm going to start fucking watching shit again. So back to normal. <sighs> So I came back to it with Cannibal for Ox. <laughs> but before we get into the movie, we got to get stoned. Since I'm doing that again now too, I wanted to be able to check for symptoms. So I also didn't smoke for like five days. Uh-huh. That sucked. <laughs> Like, can I do it? Yes. Do I want to? No. So I'm happy that we're back doing this That's again. Awesome. Danny, what is this, Jay, that I'm about to light up?
1: Nice. So shouldn't be a surprise, but I did stop by Flower and picked up a strain known as Platinum Garlic. So with this being said, this one actually over at Flower is more of a indica-leaning hybrid. But if you look up information, it shows that Platinum Garlic, it's also known as Garlic Platinum or Platinum Garlic OG. It's an evenly balanced hybrid strain created through crossing the classic GMO and Platinum strains. Now, it is known for its heavy stench and gorgeous appearance as far as its flower. The flavors on this are going to be a little bit of herbal, spicy, sweet, and woody. And the aromas are pretty much the same. The terpene profile, at least the top three, are Limonene, beta-caryophyllene, and alpha-humulene. The limonene and caryophyllene being the most dominant terpenes out of the mix. Over at Flower, their total terpenes are like 2.64%, which is pretty decent. And total cannabinoids are 32%, so high in THC. I've had this a few times this week. It's pretty nice, man. Just a few puffs here and there and kind of gets you right where you need to be.
0: Hell yeah. Well, I think I'm going to do a little bit more than just a few puffs. Ooh. <laughs> it's okay. So, surprise, surprise, coming off of that little break, I wanted to come back to, I speak about it like it was a long time. It was like five days. But coming off of that little break, I wanted to come back to something that was just going to hug me and and wrap me in its arms. So, like if you listen to the show, you know it's my favorite. Brought some silver tip in. That's what I've been smoking on this weekend. It is a mix of GDP and super silver haze and we always enjoy it here this is once again from flower this time testing in at just a just a hair under 22 percent it's largest amount of terps is going to be limonene, alpha pinene and beta pinene nice doubling up on that pinene you know what and then next in line is also osamine
1: nice
0: also found in pines <laughs> makes sense it's you know what it fits for uh, the montana strain yeah, man. Not much of a piney taste, though.
1: No, but it's okay.
0: Sweet berry-ish. Yeah. Sweet earthish. Not super earthy. No, it has a good flavor. I like it. Anyway, love the strain. I've talked about it many, many times. If this is your first time listening, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to wax poetic this time, because <laughs> it's like time number 30 at least, so... Go back and listen to one of those. Montana (laughs) Silver Tip. And just a reminder to go check out the Patreon, www.patreon.com slash fried squirms. At the lowest level, you couldn't have listened to this last week because our recording schedule got all thrown off. But in theory, you get all the episodes a week early. And I'm not sure how things got uploaded. I know that I did something the other day, and I'll fix it so that if you're a patron... You're going to for sure still get that. But I will have to fix things coming off of our break. So, oh, yeah. Well, we got the Patreon-only episodes at the middle level, top level. Got the Discord. You could be chatting with us. We'll let you know when we're recording. We'll be like, what up, bitches? And you bitches can be like, yo. (laughs) So check that out, patreon.com slash fried squirms. And with that, I think we need to get into the guts and bolts. Of Cannibal Frocks. Guts and Bolts. Alright, Guts and Bolts, the who and what went into the making of this movie. Spoiler-free, give people their dues after all. To start off with the spoiler-free setup for this movie. Man, this is hard. Because <laughs> I really just want to describe it as poor man's cannibal holocaust. But a group of college kids... Well, I guess one's in college. The others are friends.
1: Yeah, friend and brother.
0: This group of mid-20-somethings go into the the Amazon jungle to try to prove that cultural cannibalism has never existed. Things go badly. It's named cannibal for rocks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: that should spell it out, right? Right. And, of course, from week to week, we do talk about our cast and crew. And this week, it's a director we haven't talked about before. Little known, unless you follow, like, giallos and Italian cinema. But I am talking about Umberto Lenzi. He is our director and our writer on this film. And uh, for Mr. Lenzi, like I said, I know I say this a lot, but he does have some interesting works. If you look at his filmography, let's go through out. And I'm going to start 1969 because he directed a film called... Orgasmo. It what? doesn't start... <laughs> yeah, doesn't start uh, Trey Parker or Matt Stone. <laughs> but it does start uh, star Carol Baker, which kind of revitalized his career of sorts. Okay. Doesn't have DVDA. I would know. I hope so. <laughs> Probably not. But uh, he also directed Syndicate Sadist. This is actually a film of my own. He also directed such films as Eat Alive. He's also done Iron Master... Such things as the House of Witchcraft and the House of Lost Souls, which is kind of cool. All right. So along with him, we've got cinematographer Giovanni Bargamini. And if you look at some of this guy's credits, once again, he's got some cool stuff. I'm going to go back and start with a film from 1969. It's called I Am Sartana, Your Angel of Death. Oh, shit. He did Sartana? Yeah, which is really cool. He's done such things as, um, I don't know, 1978's The Inglorious Bastards. You might have heard of that. Oh yeah, he's. I'm also,
0: suddenly more interested in the fucking cinematographer than the director.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, he's also got stuff such as A Man Called a Rage, he's done uh, Raiders of the Magic Ivory, Brothers in War, Killer Crocodile Part Two, and his last film of note was 2001's Gabriel. All right, we've got editor Enzo Manaconi. Now, this gentleman, he's got a really interesting film. It's a Russian film. The reason I say it's interesting, the film is English titles, The Burnt Sun. It did win the Oscar in 1995 for Best Foreign Film. Hmm. Now, he's also the editor on The Last Woman, The Sicilian Connection, and the film The Inquiry. All right, the music was composed by Roberto Donati. He's known for such things as The Tough Ones, Apache Woman, and Eaten Alive. And Fiammi Maglioni, she scored The Tough Ones and Eaten Alive. All right, now we've got special effects done by Gino De Rossi. Another gentleman's got some cool stuff to his name. Such things that start off with Don't Touch the White Woman... From 1974, <laughs> he was the special effects guy on *Inglorious Bastards*. From 78, he went uncredited—a film we've actually reviewed. But he did the special effects on *Zombie*, okay. *City of the Living Dead*. He's also done *Piranha* Part Two. Yeah, he was also in *The Inquiry*. He did special effects for 1987's *The Last Emperor*, which is really neat. He's also a special effects guy on *Hudson Hawk* from 1991.
0: That was no for some of the shit. stuff
1: from yeah, from *The Rome* location also that's fucking wild special i effects. didn't expect you to say hudson hawk i know right and casino royale from 2006 he with oh. the italian special effects yeah.
0: okay okay all
1: right so moving forward we've got uh, production our this was produced by mina Loy and luciano martino production companies on this were dania films medusa distributione and National Cinematografica, All right, distributors were Aquarius releasing. They helped with the 1982 United States theatrical release. And Medusa Distribuzione Productions helped with the 1981 Italian and the United Kingdom theatrical release. All right, it had a couple different release dates. April 24th, 1981 in Italy. And then September 22nd, 1983 here in the New- USA at New York City. All right, the tagline, which, ah, remember this film came out in 1981. Yep. Is the most violent film ever made. No. No. Not even for anyone. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. No. It's not. But we'll let it slide. All right. So moving into our cast, I'm going to start with Giovanni Lombardo Ridice, who plays. Wait,
0: really quick before we yeah, get into the really act, to Just to play off the whole tagline thing. I don't know if it's officially a Mm. tagline, but another thing that they used to promote this movie was that it was banned in 31 countries. Mm -hmm. But nobody ever did an official count.
1: (laughs) That's funny, isn't it?
0: Like, who knows how many? Yeah, they just were like, uh, 37 in a
1: row? Yeah, I know. It's like, no one's going to fact check. (laughs) And if they do, no one cares. That was 1981. Yeah, so moving into the cast, I've got Giovanni Lombardo-Ridice. He plays the role of Mike Logan. So if we look at some of his film credits, this gentleman, he's done such films as 1980s City of the Living Dead and Cannibal Apocalypse and The House on the Edge of the Park, all 1980 films. He was also 1987 Stage Fright. He was in 1989's The Church, which is directed by Michel Soive, who's a guy that we've talked about several different times. He was also in The Gangs of New York from 2002 in 2006, The Omen. And one of his last films was Violent Shit, the movie. Moving forward, we have Lorraine DeSalle, who plays the role of Gloria Davis, a few films of note from her. She was in The House on the Edge of the Park. She was also in Violence in Women's Prison. Women's Prison Massacre, and The Wild Beasts. All right, we have Danilo Maté, plays the role of Rudy Davis. He was in The Forbidden Room, Iron Master, and The Kiss of the Cobra. All right, we have Zora Corrova. She plays the role of Pat Johnson. A few films of note from her. She was in Escape from Women's Prison. She was in Anthropophagus, The Grim Reaper. Okay. She was also in Lucho Fulci's The New York Ripper. She was in Warriors of the Wasteland and Touch of Death. All right, we've got... Walter Lucchini plays the role of Joe Castellani. The only role of note from him outside of this is Iron Master. All right, we have Fiamma Maglioni. Now, I mentioned she scored it. I think she went by, like, a different name when she scored this film. Okay. But she plays the role of Myrna Sten.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: she was in Eat and oh, Alive. Oh, she scored it.
0: Yeah, no she shit. helped score the okay. film.
1: Yeah. She was in Eat and Alive. She was also in The Concord Affair, which is a Ruggiero Diodato film. Uh, she was also in... R.I.P.? Yeah, I know. He just passed recently. That uh, sucks. Uh, she was right also.
0: after we fucking redid That's Holocaust. usually how that
1: shit works, isn't it? It's fucking weird. Uh, and she was also in Umberto Lindsay's Nightmare City. All right, We have Robert Kerman, gentleman we talked about before. He plays Lieutenant Rizzo. He's got a dubbed voice <laughs> <in this. laughs> But he was in Cannibal Holocaust. Yes. Right? We talked about him on episode 11, more recently on our Patreon episode, which is really fun. your Fright as well mm-hmm. so alright uh, a few films to note from him he was an adult entertainment star he's in their hall of fame and a little film he was in is called Debbie Does Dallas some people might have heard of that uh, he was also in Eating Alive he was in the uh, Concord Affair he was in the film The Clairvoyant Night of the Creeps No Way Out and uh, Sam Raimi used him in Spider-Man believe it or not it was really neat alright Who's he in Spider-Man? Do you know? It's got to be just like a It's like a taxi driver or some shit. Yeah. Uh, he, all right. We've got John Bartha, which is, this is his final film role, but he plays the mafioso, like the mob boss or whatever. All right. A few films of note from him. He's got some really neat ones. He was in the 1963, The Pink Panther, as a policeman. He was in The Revenge of Spartacus. He was also in such things as, uh, let's see here, War of the Planets from 1966, Django Shoots First from 1966. A little film called The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Jeez. Yeah, he was the sheriff in that. A lot of shit. Son of Django. He mostly plays
0: sheriffs, which is interesting. Let's see Sartana the Gravedigger, which is really neat. I'm curious. I have to assume that Sartana had a number of unofficial sequels just like Django did. I can only imagine because let's point out, when you're saying Jane, anything but Django, it's an unofficial se- sequel.
1: Kind of like Cannibal Cost. Yeah. <laughs> anything after is with cannibals. Yeah, usually a derivative. Let's see, a few other things of note. He was in... Well, also of, the Italian copyright laws that we've talked uh, about before. Yeah, that's a good point, too. See, he was in Lucho Fulci's Don't Torture a Duckling. He was also in White Fang from 1973.
0: So this sounds like the most successful dude from The Fucking Yeah, flag. he
1: was in Eyeball in 1975, which is really neat. So in Salon Kitty, that's another one that's really neat. A few more people in that rounds of our cast and crew. I've got Perry Perkinen who plays the role of Paul, which is like the henchman for the mafioso guy. <laughs> now we talked about him because he was in Cannibal yeah. Holocaust, episode 11. And he was also in City of the Living Dead. He goes uncredited, but you know it's him. He's like a handy guy on the estate. Yeah, okay. All right, we have Venantino Venantini, plays the role of Sergeant Ross, who's like the partner of Robert Carman's character. Yeah. All right, a few films of note from him. He did go uncredited, but he was in Cannibal Holocaust. He was also in Ben-Hur. which is really neat. He was in Seven Deaths in the Cat's Eyes. You want to guess what kind of film that is? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, GL. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, right. uh, he was in several of the Emmanuel films oh, from shit. the 1970s. Okay. He was also in the Concord Affair. He was in the film The Humanoid City of the Living Dead, in a film that stars some really interesting people like Michelle Pfeiffer, Rutger Hauer. Um, it even has Matthew Broderick, but that mm. film is Lady Hawk. Oh, no shit. Okay. Yeah. So
0: that rounds out our cast and crew. So thinking about it. Yeah. Not that anyone has ever tried to lay a claim to the title, but would Robert Kerman maybe be like the king of the cannibals with being oh, in this. Right. Back to back. Cannibal Holocaust and eaten alive.
1: You could say that. I don't know if anybody's ever dawned that on him, but we could be the first.
0: <laughs> I, somebody's got to be king of the cannibals. Right? Cannibal king.
1: <laughs> King Cannibal.
0: (laughs) Not that those movies have been uh, in vogue in a while to begin with. No, but
1: but still, it's an interesting little parallel or mm -hmm.
0: coincidence, if you will. I guess if we're talking jungle cannibals.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: Because if we're talking just cannibal cannibals, then you end up with a lot more people that have probably overlapped. Oh, I would imagine so. Here's something that's interesting, man. I wanted to bring this up really quick, because
1: I was reading some stuff about this short film called Vic. I can't remember who it is. So one of the cast members that I mentioned was in that film. But the reason I looked it up, it was uh, Sage Stallone directed it, right? Which mm. is one of the sons of uh, Sylvester Stallone, right? He was the one that passed away. He was in Rocky Five oh, okay. Rocky and stuff. Anyhow, I was like, okay, all that stuff is really cool. But this is the thing that I didn't realize. And this is something I was like, oh, shit, I got to bring this up because it fits right into what we're doing. But in 1996, he and film editor Bob Morowski co-founded Grindhouse Releasing, right, that was the company that helped release a lot of old exploitation films, which included Gone with the Pope and Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, shit. Which I have that copy, that House oh, releasing copy of it. And I was like, oh. So which Sage Stallone helped co-found that. That is really interesting. That's nuts. That's What cool. it never I guessed. So, yeah, I wanted to bring that up really quick. But, yeah, like I said, that rounds out our cast and crews. You gave us a setup, uh, some warnings. Warnings. Animal Let, deaths. I was
0: about to say, it wouldn't be an 80s cannibal film without real yeah. animal deaths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's probably that the all. biggest ones to point out. But let's also point, as we continue <laughs> to draw parallels to Cannibal Holocaust, it's nowhere near in that category. No. No. It, this is more like watching a nature documentary.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's still going to be distressing for some people. But yes, I yes, don't think, absolutely. If you're doing it side by side, yeah, this is
0: way down on the totem pole if you want to uh, yeah. put in those terms. There are segments of nature documentaries, oh yeah, you' see that' more dis- distressing than this, totally agree, other than the exploit of nature that this was all staged to happen, whereas at least in those documentaries you're just catching yeah nature and nature. nature, so that is fucked up about it, but but still, yeah, cannibalism <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean there's gonna be some blood and gore, genitalia mut- mutilation, yes. Scalping. Nudity. Yeah. So we have to point out all these things, but saying them out loud makes it sound worse than what it is. I, I know. <laughs> It'll make more sense in the next section. Yep. I think that covers everything. Yeah. Let's get to the next section <laughs> and point out what we mean. Let's <laughs> yeah. find out how Cannibal Ferox made us squeal. All right. How does that make you squeal? All right. Cannibal Ferox. First off, I'll get that out of the way. Oh, man. That's maybe oh. the biggest revelation in watching this movie. Because I've been saying it wrong for like, <laughs> close to 20 years. Like, I think I think as an American, we assume if something ends in an X, that it doesn't sound like an X, especially if yeah. it's a, a different language. I didn't put together that Farox was fucking Latin, yeah. or else I would probably would have done that.
1: Yeah, ex- likewise.
0: But I was just like, whatever, it's it's probably Faroe
1: yeah and it's made by an italian director so yeah why wouldn't it be
0: yeah also i don't know what x is in italian i don't either it still might be frox. i don't fucking know i mean i don't either maybe probably i don't fucking know <laughs> x is a weird letter that's the point i'm gonna give mm-hmm. also x is gonna give it to you r.i.p that's right I don't think we had any choice in the... You've been listening to this episode already, right? You guys were were 20 minutes in. We've been letting slip how we feel about this movie. Yeah. It's the lesser.
1: Oh, without a doubt. It's not as... What we said, the tagline, the most violent film, it's definitely not. So that's already a lie. I mean, it has its moments, but it's not violent by today's standards.
0: Or by... Like we we've we've seen other movies from those time periods. It's not the most violence. No, there's, there's cannibal Holocaust predates this. Yes. And this is tamer in every way. Yeah. I'd say, and I don't want to keep bringing up cannibal Holocaust, but we kind of have to, because like, okay, going into this, (laughs) look, going into this movie, it was kind of like a fact finding mission for us because we had sort of had this weird conundrum with this movie that it's brought up on almost all the same lists that Cannibal Holocaust gets brought up on. Usually kind of positively. However, with the caveat that it's lesser. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's usually sure. still mentioned in the same sentence.
1: I mean, can't help but understand why.
0: So it's, like, so it's like, okay, so we have to check this out. We have to find out for ourselves, you know, why this, <laughs> this keeps happening. And now we know why. Because it's a ripoff of Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, I mean, the
1: premise is, I mean, it, it, there's differences in terms of, but I mean, it's, it's essentially. The yeah, same look,
0: there's changes. It's not like somebody just slapped uh, a new uh, coat uh, of paint over Cannibal Holocaust. Like, it's m- more different than that. But it's probably even maybe a little bit more than a single step removed, however you want to define a step. It's not much further past a step and a half removed. Yeah. If anything, it's just simplified. Feels Both like, expeditions basically happen at the same time. I was going to say, it this
1: one feels more cinematic yeah. than Cannibal Holocaust does. Mm-hmm. You know, mainly because of the found footage aspect of it. Whereas this
0: one is just a straight story through and through, you know. But it's also, it follows most of the same story I mean, it does, it does it's just more like what if both stories happen simultaneously yeah, converged that's you have like instead of having one group go in and do it quote unquote the right way, but noticing all these weird things <clears throat> and then finding out the story of why they saw all of these weird things. And it was because of the previous group that did it quote unquote the wrong way. This is one group trying to do it the right way and running into a group of guys doing it the wrong way. and So there's a
1: juxtaposition there already. Like you said, as opposed to the anthropologists going in behind the stuff that's already happened or transpired.
0: They're converging. Mm -hmm. But it... Ooh, this is... I don't have a lot of kind words to say about this movie, but this is going to sound harsher than I also (laughs) intend it to. Uh, I mean... It feels like the American remake of Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. This is
1: the watered-down version of Cannibal Holocaust.
0: It has all the rough edges, just sanded off. Yeah. Like I said, it it even has real animal deaths, but... But it's the light version. In, what, all but, like, three, two? I guess it depends on how much you want to count stomping on a spider. Yeah, but still. It's animal on animal, not a human just... Yeah,
1: no, it's pretty straightforward, yeah, like you said. It's almost like a nature documentary. Said, Yeah,
0: definitely exploitive. It's still fucked up that they made those animals do that for entertainment. In some ways, making this even more of, of an exploitation. I don't know. Because they still did it for entertainment, technically, on Kent, the Holocaust side. Right. But at I least mean, that know. was making a comment about exploitation. Right. This one is making a real ham fisted and not well done comment about
1: contradictory statement, if you will, you know, it's like you're showing exploitation by
0: exploiting, which we were just praising cannibal Holocaust for, but this one just doesn't do any of it as well.
1: No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Because the point doesn't really, I mean, it's not really driving home a point in my opinion, in this one. No. Whereas cannibal Holocaust is like, that is the entire point is the exploitative side of all of it like, yeah, it makes sense.
0: Like, like, it
1: sucks, but yeah.
0: In that one, you get the the chance to see that, like, oh, yeah, some screwed up stuff does happen, but we're not within their cultural sphere to properly understand its place. Right, exactly. We're the ones doing this simply for the fucking shits and giggles. Yeah, it.
1: it's the entertainment value of it.
0: At least their shit within their belief system is helping continue their way of life. Right.
1: And like I said, and that's an interesting point that you make too, considering if we're trying to interject our modern, I mean, I'm using air quotes, you know, morals and codes of ethics and things like that. it's like you can't introduce that to groups of people who don't abide by that, and it's like, you've already got a divide there. Mm -hmm. So you can't play this moral high ground. So it has nothing to do with that.
0: This one now I wish I wish I knew this, but I'm glad that I haven't devoted enough of my life to know this off the top of my head because it's just not shit I'm interested in <laughs> to go that deeply in. But right. I wonder if by the time this movie was made, if her college thesis was already determined to be bullshit or not.
1: That's a solid point.
0: You know what I mean? Cause she's yeah. going out to try to or is she writing a book? I think it's a part of her thesis, so she's trying to get her doctorate degree. yeah, Which she turns into a book by the end of the right? Right, because of her experience. Mm -hmm. Okay, because she's trying to say... By the way, they only say it once in the movie, and I wish it was brought up at least one more time at some point in the movie because it makes the movie seem a lot smarter than what the rest of it is. But it is pointed out in the beginning, despite the fact that Every other time they bring it up in the movie, they just try to say she's trying to prove cannibalism because it doesn't exist. She's trying to prove that cannibalism as a cultural construct doesn't exist. Right, right, exactly. Which is a big difference. Obviously, cannibals exist.
1: Yes, that's like, that doesn't, we see that in our own modern society. Yes. Yeah, so we don't have to resort to going to the Amazon to try to. Debunk it.
0: So if like the 20 times they say it between like minute 10 and like an hour in seems dumb to you, they do point out at one point that she's it's cannibalism as a cultural construct, which also I believe exists.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, but, you know, at least they preface it that way.
0: I would say that maybe she's arguing about maybe a strict definition of it of as like something happening often. Yeah, but... But I feel like there's enough... Probably even by, like, 1981, there's got to be enough oh, known to know that, like, well, there was definitely cultures that practice it on the reg, maybe just not, like, every week. You know what I mean? I was going to bring
1: up one of the Rockefellers, if am not mistaken. And uh, he was on one of those fuck-around-to-find-out missions, and he did. From what is rumored is that he was cannibalized and all that stuff. So, you know, that was... Well before this movie came out,
0: well, and it's one of those things. Like I said, it. I think there's enough evidence. Probably even in 1980, it just depends on how strict you define cannibalism.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you have to define what is
0: is. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because <laughs> there's, I mean, no, you're right. You're right. How on the reg does it need to be to satisfy her?
1: <laughs> it's like yeah I need to go down there And find out myself I need to see this It's like how long are You gonna stay down there I don't know A few days it's Like really
0: And it's what Because she didn't believe Something she read In the fucking newspaper
1: Yes, I.
0: Yeah It doesn't But this couldn't have happened People don't do this
1: Hmm it, Well like You know To their credit They didn't have social media And they didn't have The resources
0: we have now So It's like Yeah I can't just jump on Google <laughs> <laughs> Look this shit up. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. That little tirade <laughs> yeah. she gives on the boat, Yeah, she's half right. Yeah, Because it does exist, but the stories were blown out of proportion for all the racist colonial reasons that she brings up. Yeah. That's is all the point. So,
1: you know, it makes you wonder, too, like how much they do, and when I say they, it's like probably production, writer, director, whoever's on board, want to interject at least a little bit of historical context so that way it's not entirely – you know, fictional.
0: Also, you know what? Props on this movie for bringing that up in
1: 1980. Yeah, I mean, people were socially aware of things, you mm-hmm. know. But um it'd be interesting to, to like see what how this th- was conceptualized. Is what I'm getting it, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, what? It's like, what? We already know about this, <laughs> but they don't.
0: It's kind of like. Kids, I mean, it, it, we don't, white kids yeah. too. You know that well, kind of we, shit. We don't like to talk about it, but the exoticness and the otherness is part of what uh, made zombies take off. Yeah, that's a solid and racist point. attitudes. That's a solid point. Because they have to, they have to get out of from being voodoo zombies at some point.
1: That's wild, isn't it? It's like it makes me wonder too how much of the uh, there's there's a contrast in a sense of the people that we meet or encounter in the film, even from like a Caucasian standpoint, it's like you see a, a guy at the beginning of the film who's a strung out junkie coming out of the hospital. So he's associated probably with like the bottom rung of society. Then you have a, a grad student, her brother and their friend, and they're all varying degrees of mm-hmm. class and wealth, you know. And then they run across a guy who's a jewel thief, <laughs> essentially, guess. cocaine dealer. Right. Fucking cocaine. So you get to see like a little bit of contrast even within, mm-hmm. you know, race and society, class and things of that nature too. So which is really interesting. And then they're all trying to bring that into the Amazon.
0: First off, like talking about that first fucking strung out guy that we run into, like the intro of this movie does not need to be as long as it is.
1: No, I, I will give it credit. In in one respect, is because I do like seeing what that old New York used to look like. Right. You know, because that's like, you go there now, and it doesn't look anything like that. So there's a few things I pointed out, because it's like, you don't get to see this often (laughs) in films for those reasons we just pointed out. But something I, I noticed, it's pretty obvious, but Bed Midler had a movie that came out, and it's on our marquee. It's called Divine Madness. Oh, shit. Okay. So they show that in one of the backgrounds. And then another thing I thought was really cool is you see these... There's like three. I think one of them might be an adult, mm. but there's definitely two kids. And then there's somebody who comes in right behind them, roller skating as the guys walk by. It's okay. like, ah, oh, that's really cool. You don't get to see that very often on the streets. So those are a few things I noted. And then, you know, he goes into that apartment building looking for Mike and runs into some henchmen <laughs> and a mob boss. They're looking for Mike too. Yeah. Yeah. What a quinky dink.
0: They also don't seem to get the hint as the movie goes on. They keep going to places and running into people and insisting that they know where Mike is. Nobody knows where Mike is. They're not finding Mike anywhere. Guys, at some point, put two and two together that Mike ain't around right now.
1: Yeah, these are probably not the wisest guys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're trying to be wise guys. Yeah,
1: yeah, they're like, (laughs) not so wise, but they're definitely the muscle if... If that's the case.
0: Yeah, they shoot shithead.
1: Yeah, that sparks a whole investigation for Mike. And then that's how Mike is kind of, you know, strung along, if you will, in this story.
0: Well, it's weird, too, because I, I feels like all that's supposed to be a little bit of a parallel to Cannibal Holocaust finding out that everybody on the expedition was a bunch of shitheads. Yep, yep. But once again, it's just done better in that movie.
1: It is.
0: It is, because it's it's presented
1: to you kind of from both sides of the lens, you know? Mm -hmm. The stuff that you would normally see on television or in the theater, if you will. And then you remove that,
0: and then you really get to see behind the scenes. Well, and in that, it's done as a little bit of a twist, too. It's not a big twist, but up to that point, you know, like, oh, these documentarians are missing. Oh, we have to go find them because they're really good documentarians. Oh, they keep winning awards and stuff. Oh, they have, (laughs) these people are counting on them. They're making, you know, this made for TV documentary about them. A little bit of a cash cow for some of
1: these people, yeah.
0: And then as they're getting basically B-roll for the documentary (laughs) and to fill in like the story portion, you start finding out like, Oh, these people are pieces of shit, and then you actually find the footage, and you're like, "Oh, they're gigantic pieces of shit," Yikes. and in this one, you're just like, "Oh, Mike's a piece of shit." Who's Mike? And then eight minutes later, you meet Mike, and you're like, "Okay, so I already know you're a piece of shit." Yeah,
1: and yeah, the only difference is, is um, yeah, like the audience already has the information going into the point where the friends, along with you know the grad student, mm-hmm. yeah, they don't know that, but we already. Come and with that knowledge.
0: I guess it's a little bit more than eight minutes. Eight minutes later, I think she's so, asking for the shower. <laughs> yeah. Yo, for a second, I thought this was going to turn into a sexploitation. It could have, but it didn't.
1: But it's interesting because she wasn't in those prison, women prison, mm-hmm. both of these gals were. So it wouldn't have been out of the realm, along with some adult stars.
0: Right. Women in prison used to be a big genre. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was
1: nunsploitation, women in prison... Yeah, SS stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of shit going on, man.
0: But like, she has like, like the best setup to just turn this into a jungle sex exploitation. Which with the, those how about do that exist? shower? <laughs> how about that shower? Yeah, I know. And I was like, is this the kind of movie we're watching, Lindsay? What do you? Guess what? No, we got the we get the lamest version of this. Yeah, because the guy is. Because at least that would have been interesting. Yeah, and
1: even when she does, and it's it's implied that they probably hooked up, Mm -hmm. but the guy still looks all the same. So it looks like she showered and he just raw dogged it. (laughs)
0: Well, she is like, you clean up next time, or whatever. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, yeah. He's like, I gave you that ball stank because I don't give a shit. I ain't never gonna see you again. I'm natural, whatever. Well, i got I'm inoculated,
1: inoculated. <laughs> that's
0: funny oh we get what is it you have <laughs> there's the the we we've talked about the the bit on the boat a little bit where they're talking yeah. about why she's even going there in the first place you're going on an anthropological expedition you're going into to the fucking amazon why would you be a giant enough asshole to just, like, trick your friend into going who just yeah. wants to, like, go to beaches and shit? This ain't going to be a good time. No. Even if everything goes exactly to plan? it's still
1: not going to be fun for that person because that wasn't what they anticipated. That wasn't their
0: expectation. They ain't even close to what their expectation no, is going to no, be. dude.
1: Like, that's, that's like akin to going into a hike in the middle of... Hey, let's just go on a hike in the middle of the Amazon. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about?
0: Oh, fuck off with that. I ain't just going on a hike in the middle of the Amazon. No, dude,
1: what are you talking you about? You better have
0: a, a bunch of people protecting my ass from becoming part of the food chain there.
1: <sighs> yeah, that, that, that sounds
0: treacherous. Yes, I know people live in the Amazon. I'm not they, one of they, them. They yeah. <laughs> yeah. That ain't me. I'm not the N one or plus one in this case. Nope. I'm getting... Fucking epped by a jaguar. Ah. Uh, I'm getting snatched up by a fucking anaconda. Yeah, man. I'm getting like my fucking dick impaled by one of those goddamn fish swimming up the, your fucking uh, pea stream. dude. Ugh. Like, something bad is going to happen because it's the goddamn Amazon. Yeah, and it's fierce and un- it's unmerciful. And this ain't no <laughs> Amazon. Uh-uh. This is 40 years ago Amazon. We haven't fucked it over quite so much yeah, yet. That was
1: still it was still kind of raw.
0: And it's going to raw dog them.
1: <laughs> yeah, real bad. <laughs> yeah. Damn, there's all kinds of wild stuff.
0: I mean, for thousands of miles. Dude, for real. It's so much shit that can kill you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah. much shit that doesn't care if it kills you. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's unrelenting, unmerciful. It doesn't give a fuck. No, yeah. I'm trying to go to beaches. <laughs> And you take me that, fuck you. (laughs) Yeah, come on. So first off, they're the worst friends of all time. Yeah. Yeah, she got set up. And I'm going to point out even more so, there's a part later on in the movie, it's just a little bit after uh, Joe tells them about what actually goes on. And is it Gloria? She's the grad student. She's the grad student. Pat. Pat, Yeah. And what's the dude's name? Rudy. Yeah, Gloria... And Rudy are talking, asking each other, like, "Why did we even bring Pat anyway?" And Rudy's just like, "You know, just, she was just so easygoing. I, I thought she could handle herself." <laughs> Dude, easygoing does not equal being able to handle yourself in a fucking jungle on an anthropological expedition.
1: Yeah, I like. I can't even try to defend it because, it's like, oh well, maybe it was the time. It's like, no, people were. A lot more cognizant of those kind of things back then too. It's like, yeah, you just can't drag an easygoing person into the fucking Amazon. Once again, <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're just so easygoing. They can obviously no, know how to camp in the Amazon away from no civilization. Big deal. Everybody does it. <laughs> they know how to survive when the closest place is a fucking three-day boat ride. Yeah,
1: I know, like, it's like based on what um, you know, evidence. Like, oh, they're chill.
0: Look, based on where we work, we know a lot of really, really fucking outdoorsy people. I'm not sure if I'm sending any of them into the Amazon.
1: Yeah, no, that includes myself.
0: And that that ain't a dis towards them.
1: No. That's just the reality They're, not, they're not
0: used to that shit. Exactly. I'd trust them going up in the fucking backwoods back here. Oh, yeah, no, no. Which is going to be doubt. dangerous in, in a whole different way if you're unprepared. Right. As skilled as they are out here, I ain't sending them in the fucking Amazon. Oh, man. They're, they're going to stand a better chance than your average, Joe. Right, right,
1: right. But, it, you know, there's all kinds of pratfalls that you need people who know. Yeah. You need real guides. Yeah. It's not going to be one of us.
0: You need the fucking, you need homie from Cannibal Holocaust who's ready to hang dong for the yeah, party.
1: I was going to say, you need an old blue jean boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he will. He'll go out there and. Shake his machete and helicopter and all that shit.
0: (laughs) He's one of the best guys we've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, I was like, what is he? Oh, okay.
1: I I wouldn't have known that.
0: No. (laughs) Yeah, I I would have got killed because I would have kept my fucking chonies on. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I ain't doing that. (laughs) I'd have been like, none of y'all need to see this and I don't need to get sunburned out here. Yeah, it's like, nah. No deal. Let's see. All that what it they they end up getting the, what is it like a Kwadi Mundi to fucking stake out outside their camp so that the snakes <laughs> will go after it instead. <laughs> yeah, law of the jungle. That was fucked. Well, the fuck
1: to me, <laughs> the thing that was fucked up was how they go. You know, they're on that boat, right? We talked about that. And then they wind up in that area where you know they're told they can't pass. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that they do is get stuck. <laughs> Get out, and then get stuck right again. Yeah. And that was right after he talks to Pat about, you know, the fate of, you know, if this happens, then we'll go in. If not, we'll go back. And it's, yeah. It's like, dude, as soon as we got stuck again, I'm like, okay, that's signing up for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: that's all I needed to know. <laughs> oh, my God. That first one should have been the warning. We see the fucking <laughs> the animal stakeout work. Yeah, it worked. It woke them up, all that stuff. Which?
1: Well, let me ask you this. This is something I, I, I found a little odd for this movie. Was how when they went into the jungle, they know, they saw that guy eating those grubs. And they just like, ugh. <laughs> kind of like, ugh, what's that? <laughs> I'm like, what is wrong with him, first of all? Because it looks like he's got shit going on. Yeah, it looks like he's got shit going on. Yeah, and then you see somebody else, or there's people following you. I'm like, wait a minute, it's like, how do you just keep walking off? <laughs> that should have been your first like warning. It was like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. If if there's one, there's got
0: to be a lot
1: more around us. Also, chance if, to reason.
0: Also, if you don't like the idea of having to eat <laughs> grubs, you might not want to go camp in the jungle.
1: Yes. Because that is a source of sustainability, right? That I just does not Look, if shit goes bad, or. you might have to eat grubs. Right, right, right. It's like, yeah, in survival mode, yeah, 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 for sure. Like, all that other shit goes out the window.
0: That should be your sign that, like, maybe you're not equipped for the jungle. He's sitting there mowing down happily. Yeah, he's, that's a snack, a <laughs> delicacy. <laughs> if you can't handle that, maybe you don't need to be out there. Yeah. Just saying, so if you need if you get hungry, there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a lot more like that around there. <laughs> Sheesh. Um, I think for me, maybe the best part of the movie is the, the first bit of bodies they run across. Yeah, that was pretty good. Oh, so there's the a trap few of them. and the yeah, there's like a couple of them lying there. And exactly. Yeah. All those effects look good. Not saying some of the other effects in this movie don't look good, but right, like, but some of, to me, that's some kind of the showcase know. scene, to be honest. Can't disagree. It looked good. It all looked good. I was like, oh, you know, maybe. First time through, I was like, oh, maybe uh, it, I'm in for something good.
1: Likewise, <laughs> when you start seeing, like, OK, OK, you know, you just got to get through the first 15, 20 minutes slug for the build up.
0: Uh, they all start freaking out. And for some reason, Rudy just really wants to keep on with it. To the point where he turned fucking (laughs) fucking smacks her. Yeah.
1: It's like, okay, yeah, well, that's okay. (laughs) Even for the
0: time period, you're like, all right. But like, uh, like you're running into people that have been horrendously killed. Yes, this isn't normal. You're on foot, which you didn't plan to be. You plan to have your Jeep.
1: Oh, I But that ar- that
0: already got stuck twice. Yeah, and you have fucking homegirl hanging out who just wants to go to the beach. At what point do you just turn this fucking trip around?
1: I know, and you're right. It's like
0: because mm. we already said we before it, you though. run into the bodies. Yeah, but once you run into the bodies, <laughs> it's like maybe you go back to town and tell people that there's bodies so, like a ten minute walk outside. Yeah.
1: Or it's just at least like a timeout. Let's like do a Zach Morris here. <laughs> like, hold up. Yeah, right the fourth wall for a minute. It's like, yeah. What do you think, gang? Should we carry on? <laughs> like, nope.
0: Like, no.
1: But then, you know, it's like
0: end credits. <laughs> well, I mean, they don't have too much time to do a timeout, yeah. though, anyway, because that's right when fucking Mike and Joe pop in
1: exactly because you hear a little bit of noise mm-hmm. in the background it sounds like a woman screaming and then they pop out mm-hmm. yeah and who is it uh john or is it joe
0: i think it, is yeah. it joe is it john it's joe
1: so joe is the one who's wounded
0: and mike's carrying him and yeah you're right this is where they have the encounter second mike explains gives them a story <laughs> of what happened not the story by the way we know it's not the story we know right. that mike's not trustworthy because the movie starts off by telling us...
1: <laughs> He's not a good guy.
0: He's not a good guy. He run a, So he at no point did I ever... 000. At no point did I buy his story. No. It was just a question of how he was lying. Yes, how much of the bullshit do you have to wade through
1: to get to the truth?
0: <laughs> yeah, no point. And once again, I think it would have been better if you found some way to make us buy his story so there's an actual twist later.
1: Oh, you know, that would have been good. Like, have the encounter first, and then... The- Later on in the background, you like, yeah,
0: like oh, like I said in Cannibal Holocaust, we know that that team's needed and that they've won prizes, right? So they're essential to what they're doing, and presumably people like them because of that. That's why it's a twist later when you start to find out their true nature. Um, we know Mike's true nature going into this, right? It's already. I guess st- we don't know his true true nature, right? Like, I wouldn't uh, have we'll guessed be- that he's a fucking <laughs> yeah crazy ass fucking crazy sadist yeah Uh, especially when he's all coked up and we know from the get go that's one of my favorite scenes in this movie is him just explaining how much he loves coke (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he goes into detail I wish I would have wrote down what he fucking said yeah I didn't
1: write all that stuff down but I mean he he essentially summed it up as they ran into that dude the Portuguese guy
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: because his Cocaine initially, and then the guy showed him like three uncut gems or whatever, and he's like, "Oh yeah, let's go mining for some more uncut gems." And then uh, the tribes people overtook
0: them, and that yeah, that was his story. So like that guy, combined with Joe, is basically the stand-in for the original guide in Cannibal Holocaust that got killed by yeah, the documentarians. Uh, makes sense. If you think about, like, if you take the his character and split it into two, it's those two. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's just like a... Um, that sounds like, like a big step, to... but like I said, it's not that big of a step no, when you're I, watching this movie. It's really not. You can see the parallels and what... It's a Lindsay step and a half removed. Do. Yeah,
1: you can see what Lindsay was doing. Oh, this is the part I liked, the, it too, because it, he's explaining... I can't remember if he's talking to Pat. Or, I mean, he's talking to the group in general, but they were talking about what happened to the Portuguese guy. Mm-hmm. And I uh, basically just summed it up like this.
0: And then they ate his genitals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Because, like, his story is, like, it's harrowing at first, and then da 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 And then, it, like, the last, like, two sentences of his, of his story is just, like, him delighting in the fucking torture and shit of it yeah. and freaking out the group Almost like they're like, it's a fucking ghost story around a campfire with yeah, kids or something. Exactly.
1: And then they ate his genitals.
0: That was the the whole Ooh. energy I got from that scene was him telling a fucking ghost <laughs> no, he, story. He
1: was getting a kick out of that punchline.
0: Um, That was fucking funny. Uh, <laughs> we got, what, the jaguar eats something. Yeah. Um, then they run into the village. It seems to be deserted. Right. Yeah, they started snooping around a little bit. Don't they, they start seeing people, right? I know they start seeing people at some point in there. <laughs> I'm
1: just looking to see how this is. written. Out. Oh, that is how, okay. So that's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what happens is because they're, um, they're all sleeping together and Pat and homeboy Mike are hooking up because of his cocaine. Right. Right. And then they wander off, and they run into, like, a native girl out bathing and shit, and that other little homeboy. Um, And Mike is trying to get Pat to, like, stab the girl or whatnot. Mm -hmm. I think at some point, that's how they start to encounter all these villagers and whatnot, because it chases them back into the village itself.
0: Well, I remember all that lead-up being even, like, weirder and kind of creepier, because even before they go out there like he convinces her to leave being like oh i i knew that you were an ex- almost like something out of hellraiser like i knew that you were an explorer and want to go find out like push your limits and da 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 and i'm like okay frank like <laughs> <laughs> then he's like you want to go make a native girl and i was like all right whatever like i, I kind of know what that means yeah. and then i, I Like, this can go one of two ways, but then when he first grabs her, he's like, oh, yeah, she's a virgin if I ever saw one. So I thought they were going to fucking rape her. Yeah. Like, I guess I'm glad they didn't. But (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I know, right? Like, I'm not into that necessarily, but, like, it also seemed like a weird changeover from... Being very sexual about it to suddenly just, like, trying to, like, stab her and shit. Yeah.
1: in his cocaine rage. hmm Yeah. He, he resorts going past that to straight sadism.
0: She eventually isn't going to do it. And when the native girl tries to run, he shoots her.
1: Yeah, he shoots her. And then he goes all awry from there. And then, then kind of at the same moment, because of the wounds that Joe was
0: suffering from, he confesses to what actually happened. <laughs> Which once again, it's, it's the countable Holocaust. This is why the village looks like this. Exactly. So
1: you know, the Portuguese was really an indio, like a, a native, and he's the one who found the uncut gems. And it sounds like Mike was basically trying to, you know, steal all the shit. Yeah. Shows your location. Yeah,
0: we'll help you. Well, and then like. They were actually working it for a bit. Yeah, like, but
1: they could not find anything. Like they, they, they were panning, find shit. couldn't find shit. And uh, in his cocaine raid, once again, he basically drowned the Indio. Torture? I want well, not drown him, but he, you know, he waterboarded him mm-hmm. <laughs> in the river, took him back to the village, strung him up, mutilated him in front of everybody, right? Castrated him, all that stuff. And uh, yeah, it was. It's because most of the, the village guys were away or whatever. I guess when they came back, it's when they got chased off, because they took a girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and shit went down.
0: Yeah, and the guy got speared because they were getting chased out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that happened all right before they ran into him.
1: Right, and that's. I mean, you could kind of. I could see where you know how that lines up because when they do encounter them, you can hear a woman in the background mm-hmm. screaming. So it Makes absolutely sense. all lines up. Right, but it's just like okay, you're right. It's just another cannibal holocaust little thing
0: well i think you hit the nail on the head when you say that this is the cinematic version because like cannibal holocaust is trying to treat it like it's real right the timelines this make makes like sense a, like it's found footage
1: feels just like such as like a screenplay
0: through and through this is like yeah this is the the stripped down let's made for tv not once really again, but you know <laughs> dumb it down so everyone can follow, follow along yes yeah We're just going to have these storylines happen simultaneously so that there's no, you know, this happened Uh, previously. uh, This is happening now, even though it makes more sense like that. And you you still have to have a version of that. That's a solid point.
1: It makes me wonder, too. Like, it would have been interesting, like, getting to talk to Lindsay and and maybe asking him that. It's like, hey, did you want to market a film that was, like, the light version of Cannibal Holocaust to make it more marketable to a wider audience?
0: Look, the difference between, a P, like, a PG-13 and an R...
1: Wasn't much back then.
0: Well, it wasn't much, <laughs> but, like, in terms of money...
1: Oh, no, that's a huge difference. It makes sense. I mean, as far as ratings, to admit, but, I mean, in terms when of... When you think plan, about the that, fact that yes.
0: this is the movie business, it it's makes sense to have business. versions of stories that are... The edges sanded off.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the, the investors, especially, yeah. Uh, and that's kind of, the more we say this out loud, the more it makes me kind of think that in those terms.
0: The thing is, I don't think they were trying to do that considering this was marketed under the fact that it was banned in so many countries. Yeah, I know. But I'm wondering if that was maybe after the fact. So like I said, it might not have been 31. might not even have been close to 31.
1: I know. Nobody yeah.
0: seemed to have ever done really an official check. But it was a video nasty. Yeah, that's true. You know, I, I still need to watch those. I got all those videos. I have mm-hmm. watched That puts it in a a weird, rare category of just... I mean, that's something for people to look for at at a certain point. it's a word-of-mouth
1: kind of campaign, too. You know, it's like, ooh, it's censored?
0: It's the fucking Streisand effect, right? Yes, the more people talk about it, yeah, and all that other stuff. It worked on us. We got to this movie. It did, it did, because of its reputation, alone. Yeah. Does it deserve the reputation not necessarily. No. Is it a solid entry in this era of cannibal yeah. movies? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm not going to deny it that. No.
1: No. But, yeah, does it deserve? I mean, ugh, that's de- that's so debatable. I mean, especially now, you know. But mm-hmm. I could say, yeah, 1980s, if you look at some of the films. Like I said, we already said there was worse, but in comparison to Others of that era, yeah, this would probably start
0: to rise a little bit more toward the top. And uh, we do keep comparing it disfavorably to Cannibal Holocaust for good reasons. But at the same time, not everyone can make a Cannibal Holocaust. No, that, that took some, some grit, It took some grit. And it's just, you know, not every movie is the biggest movie in the world. <laughs> yeah. I you see. know what I mean? No, you're, like, right, you're
1: right.
0: Sometimes it, somebody has that idea and that's going to be maybe the best way that it's ever done. Maybe not. Maybe another way comes along, but that's okay. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways to tell a certain story. God, once again, like you have the little bit too in between all with all this, uh, especially right after he fucking shoots the girl, you have a turtle getting killed. Yes. Which is like, okay, we've seen this before. Once again, not as bad as Cannibal Holocaust. No, not even close. Am I saying it's good? No. No, but in comparison, it's the light version of it. What I'm more curious about is I wonder if that's how the natives actually cook them up. Yeah. Or if they just thought that it would be a good visual and made them do it that way. Because it's a good visual, to be honest.
1: No, I mean, I agree. I agree. But taking the. I
0: mean, and what I'm talking about is they basically took the bottom plate off and just flipped it upside down and the the shell was what the the flames were hitting basically making it its own yeah like a little heating unit yeah
1: like a cauldron or whatever
0: makes sense
1: yeah i mean like i said it, it's one of those things it's it's like it, it's hard to interject your own like belief systems on on groups of people who have a whole way of living and in you know society set up for Who knows how long, right? It's just like, yeah, you're not going to change the way they're
0: doing things overnight. It's like, that's not how, it doesn't matter how you feel about it. And that, and like the alligator later on, it did seem to be all of the Indio people that they were working with doing it. Yeah. I wonder if they just told them, do this like you would do it. Or if they gave them specific instruction because they wanted it to look a certain way. Possibly. Yeah, more like for aesthetics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I
1: don't know. That's a good Good question.
0: These seemed a little bit more clean. I agree. And honestly, it seems like most of the actual killing blows, it's not like full cutaways, but it's like a half cut. Like you'll see them start to make the cut, and it's obviously a real cut, (laughs) but then it'll cut to like a couple seconds later when they're working on something else. I was going to say,
1: too, you can read this on Trivia, anybody can. uh, They talked about a couple of the people... On set, whatever. And uh, I think it was the guy who played Mike, believe it or not. He was the one who was supposed to, like, stab one of the animals. I can't remember which one in, in particular. But he kind of ob- objected to it. And what they did was they used a stunt guy mm. to hold a blood, you know, a bowl of blood. <laughs> and instead of holding it on the side, this guy stuck his hand underneath. And the dude stabbed him in the hand, fucked his hand Jesus. up. Yeah, so there's there's a cut somewhere in the film where <laughs> you can see him stabbing. Okay. Yeah, so I'm like, damn, okay, that's fucked up. I mean, who was it for? The boar, I think it was, something like that.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, it was one of those sequences. That's when we see Joe describe the mic flip out earlier. That's yes. what I was, yeah yeah yeah, 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 That's like right before he passes away, before he dies.
1: The eye gouge was the best part of that. Yeah, no, it was, I looked decent. The dick cut was weak as fuck. Yeah. It's like, yeah, how much did they want to show of the, I mean, well.
0: <laughs> I Later say, you yeah. see more.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was like, it's like, well, it's like,
0: no, because they were already showing way more shit back then. It's like, yeah. But this, like. A light version of it, though, once again. It felt weird because, like I said, the eye gouge looked pretty fucking good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Some of the follow-up makeup isn't as good. You can very much see, like, his eyelashes. Yeah. <laughs> uh- <laughs> I, As he has his eye closed.
1: Dude, if you see, yeah, that dude, Joe, you can also see,
0: like, his chest and his throat mm-hmm. kind of moving. When he's like, dead. he's like, nah, not yet. He's still fading. But, and, like, the, the eye on the stick itself yeah. looked good. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so it's weird that when he then does the dick cut, that he cuts, like, four inches away from where that guy would be hanging. Yeah. And, he, dude, even if the dude's hung like a motherfucking moose... <laughs> Like, he would have had to have been hard to cut anything as far away from him as he (laughs) swung that fucking thing. It's like, yeah, not even perspective shot. He didn't do it right. Yeah. I was just like, what the fuck is this? What? Did he get it?
1: And I was just like, yeah, we
0: just got to just get in there and do it. (laughs) But I don't want to. (laughs) So that was fucking weak. But and then they freak out like, oh, God, how could this? (sighs) Like, dude's already been acting like a shithead. Mike's already fucking called Gloria a twat, at least, or yeah. had a twat. One of them a twat, at He's least. He's called, once.
1: Um, yeah, Gloria at least.
0: And then after they hear this story from Joe that explains everything that they've ran across <laughs> so far, she's just like, I just can't believe it. Like really? <laughs> like no, this this is absolutely what's. Guess what? All the pieces should have just clicked for you. I know they should have all fell into place. Joe dies. They decide to eat him even though he was sick. Yeah. Guess what I'm not eating. Yeah, I'm not eating Joe. I'm not <laughs> eating, yeah. Be like, uh he died from what? From from disease? Yeah, exactly. Guess uh, what meat open, I'm not touching? Open wound. Did, did you see the, uh, the push in?
1: Oh, yeah. That was, that was bad, but yes. <laughs> Could you see him like stab and then just drag it? And you can, it, I mean, it's so close to looking
0: good though. Yeah, no, I mean I almost feel like it's just almost like the wrong camera angle because you see the point Yeah push back into the hollowed out tube of the screen. You can't help but see it.
1: But I you know, like so granted, nineteen eighty
0: one it was not bad. It wasn't bad. <clears throat> no, it wasn't terrible. But you're right. It's like yeah Look, and if you're not us, you might not catch it. But we're assholes. we've seen this way too many times we have to see it pick
1: up on this stuff so at least if not the
0: first time the second time exactly exactly if not the first time the second time the first in fact i don't know if i noticed the first time i noticed that they were definitely just drawing on blood the (laughs) first time yeah that there wasn't like a prosthetic in place that they were cutting open no but i don't know if i noticed the push and spear point the first time (laughs) yeah Boy, that's an old trick. That's an awesome trick. It continues it to be used because it works. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that. It works. It
1: Good on them. Whoever figured that out I was like, hell yeah.
0: I just had to know if you saw it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. For sure. I, was, I you know, like I said, we pick up on these things. Can't help but notice it. Also, we rag on it whenever we see it. I am genuinely surprised at how well just drawing on blood does work, though. Uh, how good it works effective. if you're not paying a lot of attention.
1: Oh, man, I think for yeah, for people who are just like, I mean, some casual viewers are gonna be like, yeah, that's kind of silly. But for some people, it's gonna it's gonna work. It's gonna do the trick.
0: You know, it's
1: getting the effect that it's going for.
0: I think it does depend a lot on like what kind of color grading your movie mm. uses, though, because like yeah. the darker works better. Because if you make that middle point. Look black like it's a cut, even though cuts don't look fucking black. But right, but you you know you as, you associate you it with being it though, depth. Right? Yeah, you can still forgive it. it. Mm-hmm. The darker it is, the better it works. Yeah,
1: because if you if you put too much brightness in it, yeah, it's just gonna look bad.
0: It's just yeah, it's just not. Gonna, it's but gonna if you so get thick. that mid part just nice and dark, and then it lightens up as it yeah. thins out, they were onto something. You're right. They didn't, they didn't have it quite tweaked out. See, I think what you need to do is sort of a double where you have what you know whatever is holding that the the fake blood around like a sharpie point yeah so that you're drawing a black line that's surrounded by blood when you're doing it that's how I would do it <laughs> hell yeah hit me up tom savini
1: <laughs> <laughs> joe dies from his womb. he gets cannibalized then rudy he suffers a leg injury because like, at some point, they're getting
0: transported, right? And they're like, you know, we're going to make a break for it, do all this shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, yeah, he gets injured the first time they get captured, right? I think so. Because he makes the break for it later, too. Yeah. What I thought was funny, though, is that first time they got captured, he has that knife, and then they get surrounded, and Gloria's just like, drop the knife, you'll make it worse. And just the expression on his face, he's just like, he drops it, and he's just like, fucking Damn it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it's true, though. Is it really going to make it better? Yeah,
1: it's probably no, because your fate's already kind of sealed, but.
0: Like, you know, they're going to kill you.
1: I know. It's like, you're if right, everything like, Joe
0: told you is true, they're going to kill
1: you. The moral dilemma, quandary, I guess, is do you want it now
0: or later? Right. <laughs> later, they can draw it out. Like yeah, what is, I think at that point, better, like you maybe maybe you try to go down in a blaze of glory, not necessarily to go down in a blaze of glory, but so that they have to make it quicker, because then they have to take you down before you take one of them down.
1: Yeah, you know, and you probably have more strength at the beginning anyway. You yeah, have probably a better chance to at least fight them off. the longer it drags on, the worse it's going to get for you.
0: You're you get tired. You're not as strong. Yeah, but if it's the choice between, like, uh, they can torture you or they have to take you down in battle, maybe not necessarily to, like, uh, he's fucked, he's way outnumbered, they got spears. I know, it sucks. I mean, either way, it sucks. I think you I think you got to choose Blaze of Glory not to be macho, but just no. not to get tortured. No,
1: yeah, the the... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be... <laughs> I don't want to be in the slow burn torture chamber movie. (laughs) Like I I ain't trying to be
0: all fucking macho. I'm just trying not not to get my dick cut off. I'm not trying to be a martyr for anybody. No. Yeah, that shit was funny though. He was just like, (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) uh, You're right, I guess. Yeah, no right. Uh, That was pretty funny. But since everybody in fucking Mike and Pat had already slipped off. Yeah, and turns out they got captured too. Cause
1: yeah, why uh, would they? Uh,
0: what skills do they have that they're not going to get captured? Yeah, in the fucking jungle?
1: It's like once they fucked around with
0: that gal, that was they fucked up. They got captured really fast. So they start to get it to Mike. Now the second cock cutting is a lot better in this movie. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I think I saw a pubes. I'm I'm gonna say I saw a bush as well. I think I still saw some dangling balls. Probably. But it was hard to tell because it was a really quick cut. Yeah. Dude's holding something. I mean, he went for it. <laughs> it, was, it was so much better than the first cock cutting in this movie. Yeah. They try to make up for it. And then they're like, we ain't going to let you die. And mm-hmm. they pack them up. Yeah. So like you ain't going out like that. Why they go to a secondary location, I couldn't fucking tell you. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's to make the movie longer. (laughs) Because, like, they fuck with Mike, and then they're like, well, we're going to keep doing this, but we're going to do this at the village down the way. Yeah.
1: You know, that's kind of funny. Like, yeah, we've actually got a camp down the road
0: (laughs) for prisoners like you. We just couldn't wait to cut his (laughs) cock off, though. Yeah, we're going to do that now. Like, we have things set up, we're ready to go, but... Mm. This motherfucker here, he owes us, so.
1: You know, that's, I was going to say, I wonder how, like, that works. It's like the levels of crimes or atrocities you commit.
0: (laughs) Oh, you guys did real bad. We're going to have to take you to a third location. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No one knows where that's at. Did you say his name, Rudy? Yeah, Rudy is the brother of Gloria. Rudy tries to make a break for it when they're getting off the boat. Yes, and he kind of makes a break for it for, for a little bit Fucking He runs He hides But he has that leg injury Yes And he's fucking just chilling in the water And that's not good And He runs into some of the
1: piranhas Yep And they have a They have a hankering for his blood they start nibbling on him He <laughs> gives his location away <laughs> He's like Alright just Just fucking come get me then yeah and know and he's like can somebody help me they're still biting me i'm on
0: fucking land <laughs> still getting eaten <laughs> and you know what maybe she was right it was right to fucking throw down the knife because he gets probably the cleanest death in the entire that's movie they, they
1: did give him in a sense a mercy
0: kill because he just
1: but got low-darted yeah i'll take that if that's an alternative fucking lame yeah, but... When we're trying to watch a cannibal movie. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree.
0: I totally agree. I totally agree. But for Rudy's sake... <laughs> for Rudy's sake, get on you, Rudy. Yeah.
1: Whew, for our worse. sake,
0: as an audience... That's lame. Fucking lame. <laughs> fucking lame. <laughs> and so then it's Mike and the girls left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these girls are like in some kind of... It's like a mound... An earthen mound or something. Yeah, sort of a mound prison. Yeah. Cistern thing. Exactly. And uh, those are cool. That's. No, once it, again, it was, I don't really know neat. if it's something they actually use or not, but it's. It was uh, so kind of
1: neat to see it, you know, used in a film. I, I can't recall another film I've seen somebody do that. Like that. Mm-hmm. Mike, he makes a break for it at some point, right? Doesn't do a bad job.
0: No, but, you know, he fucks you the can't girls really, over once again, too. Yeah. That's the thing. He fucks them over, and you can't really. I mean, it should feel like a more joyous moment, but it's the asshole of the movie having, it right? It's like, ah, you know, you don't want to cheer for that guy. He's a dick. So it kind of makes it kind of a ho-hum bit of viewing. Cause like, if it was, if fucking Rudy was still alive, like he's not a great guy.
1: (laughs) Right. But I mean, in comparison, (laughs) but he's
0: in comparison, he's the fucking hero of the movie. So if he's making a break for it, like there's emotion involved, you're like, yes, let's you're like, let's do that, yes, let's get out of here. Yes,
1: they're gonna make a break for it.
0: Mike's getting out. You're just like, fuck this guy. Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck? Mike, I mean, I mean, it, you're doing a good job, man. But
1: yeah. I mean, he—I will say this—he's got prowess in a sense, even though he's all cocaine up. <laughs>
0: he has like some weird in, survival instinct. If this was a better movie the girls singing in the prison would be a more iconic scene. Right, right.
1: And I wonder, like, maybe that's what they were going for.
0: Yeah. But I was kind of like, lame, shut up. It's gonna, in a better movie, that can bring a lot of emotion right. home. Yes, exactly. Because then you start to feel like,
1: probably what they were trying to convey is like, oh, we're these American girls singing, in, you know, like... A, in, Something that reminds them of home or tranquility or peace or whatever they're
0: looking for in that moment, right? And but it and it's supposed to resonate a, with the rest of the audience. Right? And they're yeah. looking for peace, but it's like a giving up moment. It's like we've accepted yes. what's about to happen. Yes. Yeah, so,
1: yeah, there's there's a lot of emotion, like you were saying, that's packed in that. But oof, not really. Not in this case. Not for me, at least. I didn't know what they were seeing. <laughs> Mike's Head shop. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad.
0: Like the effects are good. Yeah, it was decent. Like I, I granted that probably would have fucked some people up, absolutely. But at the end of the day, like it's fine. Yeah, no, it would have been kind of neat to pull that off if I was on set, like a part of the crew. That would have been cool. But they absolutely pull it off the easy way. Yeah, by <laughs> rather than just doing it all on camera with like a head prosthesis. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Or you know, like a swap in, you know. Like yeah, A quick cut of a swap-in of, like, a, a doll's head or something. Cut, yeah, a
1: real quick cut or whatever. But, yeah, no, they didn't.
0: They do it the easy way, but it looks good. Yeah. It's just, ah. eh. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of how I felt. Like, eh. It wasn't bad, but, eh. And you know what? That's an eh where I'm actually going to say that's more exciting than how the main asshole gets it in Cannibal Holocaust that you never yeah. see. That's you just see point. him start to get beat and him his face fall in front of the camera. Right, And then there's that kind of black owl, fade away, whatever so i'll give that to this movie still yeah at least we see exactly how the main asshole of the movie gets taken out yeah but means, yeah uh, you know in cannibal holocaust that means you can use your theater of the mind to make sure that dude gets it in a much harsher way
1: which you know probably is the case but we mm-hmm. never got to see it
0: the tit hanging
1: yeah that was different
0: that was different but still kind of uh... like so she's Bad. supposed to be suspended there, right? Yeah, I think that's what they were trying to do. Because it, they they keep trying to make it look like there's nothing she's standing or sitting on. But uh, but she not, absolutely is because yeah, so there's no tension on those ropes. That's not, that's not what I got out of it. <laughs> like you can see them sort of swaying because there's no tension on yeah, them. Yeah,
1: and that's, no, they're supposed to be taught
0: for the torture purpose, you would think. I'm not sure how she dies in like 20 minutes from that. The only thing I I wrote it down is she had to have suffered from some kind of shock. Right. Cause she dies really quick for that. That's the only thing that I can think this is she just pure shock and just, that was it. She definitely wasn't bleeding out. This ain't the beach I was looking for. (laughs) Also, I, I just got to point out that there is just no truth in advertising to this movie because you see both of the girls on the poster for this movie, and neither of them are even close to being as busty as they are on the poster. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, they're very generous. But <laughs> and then one of the natives. Comparatively, like I said, it's kind of like the American remake, right? So somebody gets away, they don't all die. One of the natives decides to whisk Gloria away
1: yep in the the middle of the night
0: or whatever before presumably she goes through the same thing I don't know what they had planned for presumably the same thing yeah or you know whatever something
1: of that sort yeah
0: and uh he of course is dumb enough to buy it from his own tribe's traps on his way out (coughs) which is like really homie yeah maybe that's why you got left behind (laughs) shit but she manages to still get away. Yes. And because of her experience is traumatized and keeps it all a secret and perpetuates the lie version that they were told when they first showed up.
1: You know what's interesting that so we we have to we have to make a mention of is how those detectives and the woman that was dating Mike went on oh, a yeah. search for them. And then somehow another like little boat, whatever the fuck was out, was out crawling. Whatever it was doing, and it happens upon her. Yeah, that happened. So, yeah, I mean, there's that. So maybe they were trying to, like, convey this hopelessness that they were feeling. It's like, oh, it's so close to right there.
0: And how close we're all connected? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. It's only a couple degrees of separation between... This jungle and that jungle?
1: Perhaps, yeah. Concrete jungle and the real jungle.
0: I don't know. I think we're giving it too much credit. <laughs> Probably. I mean, I'll give this the film... I, and, I and don't hate this movie. It's I just kind of fun to
1: dog on it. it, it, it like, I mean, considering its it's notoriety and, you know, its a moniker and all that stuff going into this, how it ends is not bad, in my, in my opinion. It's like not the greatest ending, but at least they were trying to get... Across the messages, like, you know, all that stuff was just kind of covered up, whitewashed, if you will, of her experience of what she really knows because she was chasing this doctorate and all this other stuff. But it's still showing kind of like an exploitative side Mm -hmm. of things. And, I mean, that's essentially what this is, is an exploitation film. So, I mean, at least it did its job in that sense. It's not the best example. So,
0: yeah, but... I mean, it... Say the a, thing I run into with the ending is that we don't see the emotional journey nah. where she decides that it's better to keep this a secret.
1: Exactly. That would have been kind of interesting seeing the trauma and whatever. There's, but... there's
0: a bunch of different ways we could theorize why she would want to do that. Right. But none of it is supported by the movie. It, it's, no. it would be all us doing somebody else's job.
1: Yeah. Makes you wonder, too, like... All right, if she is covering it up, right, because of the book and the publishing and she got what she wanted at the end, even though she's crying and stuff, it's like, well, is there somebody else behind the scenes that are making her go through this to cover up another agenda? But it doesn't really say any or comment on any of that in the film. Right. That's just something it's like, maybe it's there, but I don't know. I just.
0: She doesn't seem to have any moment where she comes to understand that this is all within the framework of a different culture or something, and yep. may, and that's why she shouldn't have people going in acting like they're the bad guys. It's just yeah, like it's like that's her way of keeping the outside world because because that would make sense. I think she's, that's probably she's part going of the in message, on an, you know, an anthropological yeah. expedition, and it's like it should be. This is a different kind of morality, but if I present it to people in the way that mm. if i just describe it straight out what happened to people yeah then there's a large population yeah. that's going to take it the wrong that's way I think they're that's, going to demonize yeah. these people and they're going to move in and bring some sort of justice to them so, so
1: that goes right back to her statement of what she made on the conquistadors uh, mm-hmm. how they were yeah exaggerating this stuff but we don't see her go on that journey no we don't you're right so it doesn't Hit that emotional punch at the end, but you know, it, at least it—it's trying to, in a sense. But like, I said, it's the watered-down version of it. It's—it's—it's mm-hmm. it's, it's always going to be that. <laughs> it Doesn't—it doesn't matter. It's already—it's done. It's said and done. That's how I feel about it. It's like, yeah, if you don't want to watch *Cannibal Holocaust*, but you still want to
0: get kind of the same message, this, this would be a it. good alternative. Yeah, I could say that much for it. Yeah, it's like the. It's Cannibal Holocaust light. It is. Exactly. I would, yeah. Light version. <laughs> like,
1: there's hard rock, and then there's light rock. <laughs> and this is light rock. There's jazz. There's soft jazz. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is Kenny G. This is the soft Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of funny saying that, because I would imagine there are some people who still would hold this film in a certain light. Like, oh, I can never watch this. And
0: Like, well... But legitimately, one of the most disgusting things in this movie is just homeboy chewing down on the maggots at the beginning.
1: Yeah, because I'm like, yeah, why are they not giving that more attention? I mean, yeah, it's gross, but they're still very dismissive of the fact that that's a native, an indigenous person, and you're just kind of dismissing him. Like, no, you're infringing
0: on his Mm -hmm.
1: home. (laughs) What are you talking about?
0: And, like... If you take away anything from this fucking episode, it's don't be an asshole that takes your friends on anthropological trips when they just want to go to the beach.
1: Yeah, don't do not do that. Don't rope people in on these adventures. Let them go do their coke in peace.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, let them hit the resorts while you go in the
0: jungle. If that's the way you want to play it. I still get. We're just going to take our friend along. Yeah, okay. To go investigate whether there's cannibals or not. (laughs) 50-50. Toss of a coin, right? Yeah.
1: What the fuck? But I I will say this. It it makes me appreciate what we're doing in terms of, like, exploring all these different films, you know? Because Mm -hmm. that was kind of how this podcast started in the first place is going back and checking all these kind of boxes of films that we've known about. Never got around to watching
0: them. and Yeah, like... I don't know yeah, how I would have felt way back when. I'm definitely glad to have seen this. I don't hate it. I don't it hate just, it, either, but it's it It's not great. It's not
1: high on my rewatchable list. No. It,
0: you know. Ooh, okay. Here's the question. This, American Inside, and American oh. Martyrs. Where's this fall?
1: Oh, I'd watch this one off probably both of them. <laughs> yes, agreed. Any day. <laughs> Like, if that's what you're, I'm like,
0: yeah, throw this one on. <laughs> For real. I, I I think I agree. Yeah. And American Inside wasn't bad until the end. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Once they got outside the house, then I was like, ugh. Why'd you do that? In the
0: house was fine.
1: Yes, that's, that's the whole idea of the film. Yes. Inside. And not outside, <laughs> then back inside. <laughs> inside.
0: <laughs> ah, anyway. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's going to bug me. I'm just going to start thinking about that now. <laughs> you know what? Now I'm not, I'm no I'm no longer so annoyed by cannibal Frox. I'm now annoyed by American Inside.
1: Yeah. And that's that's always a good one when you just slug on.
0: <laughs> oh god. But we watched it for you guys so you didn't have to. You know what though? <laughs> Dominion and the other one. Exorcist the beginning. Yeah. Over this. Let me think. <laughs> I mean,
1: there's... yeah. Exorcist,
0: The Beginning, for sure, because that movie's really dumb, but at least it's a fun watch.
1: Yeah. Like I said, there's... I can get some entertainment values out of those. And, like, this one feels more like, uh, it's it's so 1980s, (laughs) but in a sense where it still feels like 1970s.
0: Yeah. Oh, um... God, somehow that reminded me. All Right soundtrack. Yeah, it it wasn't, like, standout, but yeah, it wasn't bad either. It wasn't bad. I wish they would have made a little bit more use of it. There are some scenes that I thought were very weirdly silent that the silence wasn't adding to the scene, no matter how hard they might have been trying to do that. And that's
1: another thing, too, where the soundtrack to (laughs) Cannibal Holocaust, like, is far superior to this. Jeez. In every respect. Like, even in the parts where they're not pretty, you know— it's like the stuff where you hear in those kind of dissonant chords on the on the synth or keyboards, mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like, yeah, it's conveying like dread and tension and just shit's about to get fucked. So I never felt
0: that the New York theme in this movie was wild, just because they would play it whenever they were in New York, and if they hard yeah. cut to New York, it was a just wild <laughs> feeling change. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's like, uh-oh. Yeah. uh oh, yeah, which is interesting. Like so, that's. I can't appreciate that, even though it, like, feels like we're slam dunking on it. It's like I do still like the old aesthetic. I'm not saying it was a good time for people. I'm just saying there's just a certain like a historical sense to mm-hmm. it, you know. It's like yeah, it's just <clears> that New York used to look like
0: that. We don't have any idea what we're doing next time. No, but I think we might be in a little, little thematic thing. Yeah, I think we're gonna we can play around with this. Yeah, yeah, we're we're open. I rattled my brain. Is this the beginning of our block?
1: Yeah, because we're just coming back off the uh, back end of Cannibal the Holocaust. Holocaust. Yeah.
0: Into Cannibal for Ox. We'll see if we keep with Cannibals. Maybe. Maybe not. We'll see. <laughs> anyway, well, we're going to go figure that out because, you know, we got to talk about something next week. That's true. But uh, For this time, I'm Tyler. I'm Danny. Fried Squirms. Out.